Christmas Eve is one of my favorite days of the year. And this year did not disappoint me. At the online pageant, the costumes were fabulous. The biblical story was acted out with gusto by all the parts, and I couldn't stop smiling as we sang together, ever joyful, even though I was off key. But if I'm honest, I think the camel stole the show. Elva Mapp brought along a stuffed animal camel in her Zoom screen, and the camel danced along and added unexpected flair to the pageant. Now, you could just feel the joy through the screen as we signed off with greetings, waves, and gratitude that evening. And then, later on, seeing so many faces for communion and candlelight at the 8 p.m. service brought back the joy. I felt the love and delight of this church family through the screen, seated in my slippers, as exclamations of Merry Christmas echoed and were repeated with gladness and gratitude. Even though we were worshiping in different places, I could feel the warmth and love of this congregation. Thank you for making my Christmas Eve merry and bright and full of joy this year. The Christmas story is full of joy throughout the biblical narratives. Mary responds to the angel's greeting with humility, gratitude, and then she sings with joy. Elizabeth responds upon seeing Mary with shouts of joy and blessing. And then later, the angels and the shepherds continue their melodies of joy, singing from the fields and the skies. Even today, more than 2,000 years later, the wonder and mystery of the incarnation can fill us with joy. Joy is one way to respond to the story of the Word made flesh. Now, today's scripture passage from the Gospel of Matthew includes joy and fear. We continue the story, likely when Jesus was a toddler. So listen now to the first 12 verses from the second chapter of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. Now when King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And he called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. Now when they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now this is a familiar story of foreign visitors kneeling before Mary and the child Jesus, but it is often simplified in our memory. There is joy to be found for sure, but fear and foreboding are interwoven into this story as well. Sadly, camels do not appear or dance in this story. Francis Taylor Ginch reminded us during church school that Matthew doesn't provide many descriptive details. We don't know the details about how the Magi traveled as they followed the star. Francis described the ways interpretation and imagination have added their names, have reminded us or encouraged us to think that they traveled on the backs of camels, and even their number. We only know that the wise men, wise men brought three gifts, but we don't know exactly how many traveled in search of the child. Mystery surrounds these scholarly wise men. And yet, we can be certain of a few things. They were curious. These wise men had studied the stars and noted a change up above. Their curiosity led them to travel and ask around about the child-born king of the Jews. And they didn't stop exploring until they discovered the child, just as they found the place where the star stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Can you imagine wealthy scholars, sweaty after days of traveling on the road, overwhelmed with joy when they meet their destination? Now, the wise men channel their joy by kneeling in front of Mary and Jesus and offering their gifts. But these are not the usual gifts given to a new mother. From their treasure chests, the wise men present gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
scholars note that these valuable treasures are suitable for a king. Gold connected with royalty and nobility, frankincense used for burning incense during worship to celebrate a deity, and myrrh, a spice often used to embalm a body before burial. Such gifts are more fitting for worshiping a king and for a burial than they are for a baby. These rare gifts foreshadow the true identity and death of Jesus. He is not the kind of king the people expect. He rules with love as the prince of peace. He welcomes children, questions the religious authorities, eats with outcasts, and heals with a touch. And even during his early years, his painful death echoes through his promise. Even as the wise men celebrate with joy, fear and foreboding touch this story of praise and promise. And a strong contrast to the joy of the wise men is found in King Herod. Herod proclaims that he too wants to worship this new king, but his response is deceptive. As soon as Herod hears the wise men search for the new king of the Jews, he is frightened, and he can't contain his fear. All of Jerusalem senses that he is afraid. His fear spreads through the city, and the people have good reason to fear. Episcopal priest Heidi Haverkamp recently wrote, the Bible doesn't mention this, but by the time of the birth of Jesus, Herod had already killed many people he saw as threats, including his second wife and three of his sons. Herod doesn't want to lose his power to anyone. Isn't he like so many fearful leaders today in government or other institutions? Herod wants to stay in control, and so out of fear, he tries to eradicate the threat. When the wise men don't return, Herod's fear turns to rage, and he sentences all children two years old and younger in Bethlehem to their death. It is a chilling coda to the stories about the birth of Jesus. And I, for one, am grateful we don't include Herod's frightening response in our pageants. Imagination and interpretation cannot reduce the horror and grief of the death of innocent children. But we all know the story doesn't end there. And our story of faith continues as well. Just as the wise men follow the star and seek the child, we seek to follow Jesus Christ. Now, we may be curious and filled with questions along the way. We may have to change our plans, returning to old routines with new practices of compassion. We may be unable to go back to the way things were before, 
And yet, we can choose how we enter into this new calendar year. Do we focus on fear, or do we seek to be surprised by joy? Mary Oliver writes, If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give into it. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. So today, we come to the table, acknowledging the fear and celebrating the joy of Christ's communion. Jesus came so that we could know life abundant. God's light still shines in the darkness, and the Spirit still leads with love, courage, and hope. May this year ahead surprise and overwhelm you with joy. May it be so. Let us pray. God of wonder and starlight, we give thanks for how you came to earth through Jesus. Open our hearts to the mystery and marvels of your word. Guide us to search for your path. Give us strength to face our fears and surprise us with joy as we seek to follow you. We pray that, your, that you will light our path with your light that shines in the darkness. Amen.